Hello and welcome to the Adventures of Paul Temple from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The BBC presents Peter Cook and Marjorie Westbury in Paul Temple and the Conrad Case by Francis Durbridge. Episode 3, Hotel Reimer. But who could have put a cocktail stick in the parcel with the blouse? Presumably someone at the shop. Madame Klein? Did she hand you the parcel personally? No, it was the other gal in the shop. Gerda. You said she understood English? Yes, she said she'd worked in England. Oh, and presumably she could have overheard the little act you put on for Madame Klein's benefit. Yes, but even if she did, why should she put that cocktail stick in the parcel? She may be one jump ahead of us, darling. Perhaps this stick is a hint. Perhaps she wants us to go to the hotel where the cocktail sticks come from. Yes, I suppose that's possible. We've got to be careful, Paul. This may be a trap. Mm, I know. All the same, I think we'll take a look at that place later this evening. Well, Paul, did you see Dr. Conrad? Yes, he seems genuinely worried about his daughter's disappearance. Oh, well, I'm glad he's showing some concern at last. He's also upset because Elliot France is involved. Oh? It seems that France was once a patient of his. What was the matter with him? He had obsessional tendencies with regard to young women. He once tried to murder a girl who was a complete stranger to him. Good heavens. Did Conrad cure him? Well, France gave him a gold cigarette case. It was most touchingly inscribed. <laughs> Hello? Mr. Temple? Yes, who is that? It's Dennis Harper. Hmm? I'm downstairs in the cocktail bar. Oh? Well, you did ask me to drop in for a drink. Oh, yes, yes, I, I'm so sorry. Of course, Harper. Um, we'll be down in a few minutes. Dennis Harper? Yes. I wonder if this visit is the result of this little tea party with Madame Klein. You remember, I saw them in the cafe together this afternoon. Yes, I remember. But I asked him to drop in. Anyhow, come on, let's go down. Well, what'll you drink, Harper? No, sir, this is on me. Uh, Mrs. Temple? Uh, may I have a sherry? Yes, of course. Mr. Temple? I'd have sherry too, please. Two sherries, waiter, and another lager. Yes, sir. <laughs> I seem to have quite a thirst this evening. I suppose it's because I missed my usual cup of tea. Even when you live on the continent, you can't get out of the habit of drinking tea in the afternoon. And you missed your tea this afternoon, Mr. Harper? Yes, I'm afraid I did. I've been frantically busy ever since I got back to Garmish. 
Did you find Schreidenstein all right, Mr. Temple? Oh, yes, I find it. <laughs> and the Countess? Yes, I saw Countess Decker, but I'm afraid she couldn't throw much light on Betty Conrad's disappearance. Nor could Mr. Franz. Oh. You saw Elliot Franz, too? Yes. But he wasn't particularly helpful, I'm afraid. This is certainly a strange case. I mean, why on earth should anyone want to abduct a kid like Betty Conrad? Could be for ransom, Mr. Harper. Oh, no, I don't think it's a question of ransom, Mrs. Temple. I don't even think she's been abducted. I think she just got tired of the school and decided to go away for a few days. Did Betty give you the impression that she was tired of the school? No, I just... Well, merely expressing an opinion. Would you say that she uh, knew her way around? <laughs> it depends what you mean by that. I think you know what I mean, Mr. Harper. Betty was no fool. Whether that comes under the heading of knowing your way around or not, I wouldn't know. Harper, will you leave me your address and telephone number, just in case I want to get in touch with you? Oh, yes, certainly. I was going to suggest it in any case. I've got a card here somewhere. Oh, yes, here we are. Ah, thank you very much. A lager beer, sir, and two sherries. Oh, thank you. I like the way Harper said he missed his afternoon tea. I saw him come into the cafe. Yes, I know you did, darling. But are you sure he didn't see you? Oh, I'm sure he didn't. I told you, I was sitting in an alcove. Was there a mirror in the alcove? No. I don't think so. I think there must have been, darling. At any rate, I'm quite sure that Harper saw you this afternoon. Why do you say that? Oh, didn't you see the twinkle in his eye when he said he'd missed his afternoon tea? No, I didn't. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, darling. But don't let it get you down. It's not important. Let's concentrate on the Hotel Roima. We'll be there in a minute or two. There's a signpost. Hotel Roima to the left. They're quite busy by the look of things. Yes, out of telephone and booked a table. Anyhow, we'll have a drink first. This looks like the head waiter. Ask him about the table. Good evening, sir. Oh, good evening. I want to reserve a table for two, please, for dinner. Well, we're rather heavily booked at the moment, sir. Uh, could you wait a little while? Yes, we'll have a drink. Yes, sir. The lounge is over on the right, past the reception desk. May I have your name, sir? Temple. Oh, Mr. Temple. Your table will be ready in about 20 minutes. We've been expecting you, sir. Expecting us? Yes, sir. Uh, come this way, please. I'll show you to the lounge. What will you drink, Steve? I'll have a sherry, please. I'll have the same, too, waiter, please. Oh, no. Uh, on second thoughts, I'll have a gin and Italian. Very good, sir. I'll bring him over myself, Mr. Temple. Thank you. He said he was expecting us. Mm, someone must have telephoned and told him we were coming. Do you think it was the girl who put the cocktail stick in the parcel? Well, I suppose it could have been. <laughs> Don't look so worried, darling. There's probably some perfectly simple explanation. Mm. This is rather a nice room, isn't it? Yes. What are those pictures? They look like photographs to me. Ah, so they are. This one looks as if it was taken on a film set. There's a lot of technicians and a camera. Mmm, that's a film set, all right. Or, or a television studio. Your drinks, sir. And uh, Herr Gunther will be along in a moment, Mr. Temple. Herr Gunther? The proprietor, sir. He said he wanted to have a word with you, and I told him that you were in the lounge. Oh, I see. Well, thank you very much. Uh, will you put the drinks on my bill? Certainly, sir. <laughs> Paul, look. Your cocktail stick. Yes, the dog's head. The same as the others. Yes. <laughs> well, cheers, darling. Cheers. 
Mm, very good. How's the sherry? Well, I hope it's satisfactory, mm? Mrs. Temple. Oh, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Temple. My husband sent me along. He won't be more than a few minutes. You are Mrs. Gunther? That's right, Mrs. Temple. You're thinking I'm a long way from home, no doubt. <laughs> Would it be Perth? <laughs> Inverness. <laughs> Timothy, you are a long way from home. <laughs> well, this is my home now. You see, Fritz, that's my husband, was an actor, and I met him when he was on tour in Scotland. Oh. My father kept an hotel just outside Inverness. I was brought up in the hotel business. Oh, I see. After the war, we came back here, and Fritz was in films for a time, but things were very difficult, and the money was uncertain. So when I heard this place was going, I managed to persuade Fritz to buy it. I'm sure it's a great success. Oh, we're paying our way. Though I have to keep an eye on Fritz. He's a rare spender if he gets the chance. <laughs> oh, the hotel seems to be very busy this evening. Well, we should be busy at this time of the year. Mrs. Gunther, tell me something. Mm -hmm. The waiter said that you were expecting us this evening. Yes, of course, Mrs. Temple. But we didn't telephone for a table. We didn't even tell anyone we were coming here. Oh, here's Fritz. He'll explain everything. Good evening. I am so sorry to have kept you waiting. No, not at all, Herr Gunther. Your wife has been entertaining us. Ah, yes, I'm sure she has. Joyce is always pleased to see visitors from England. <laughs> Mrs. Gunther said you could explain how you came to expect us this evening. Uh, how we came to expect you, but mm. hadn't you told him about the phone call? No, darling. Uh, I thought perhaps you ought to tell Mr. Temple about it yourself. There was a phone call from a lady, Mr. Temple. I uh, spoke to her myself. She sounded like an American. She said that a Mr. and Mrs. Paul Temple would be visiting us very soon, and she asked me to give you a message. Who was this person? I don't know, Mrs. Temple. And the message? The lady said it was urgent that you should go at once to this address. Brigenstadt 37, Innsbruck. Yes. Do you know the address, sir? No, I'm afraid I don't. I don't know Innsbruck very well. It's a pity you didn't get this woman's name, Herr Gunther. I asked her twice if she would tell me who she was. I couldn't do more than that. No, no, of course not. I did point out to the lady that there was no one staying here with the name of Temple, but she insisted that you would be coming. I mentioned your name to my wife, and uh, she recognized it at once. I've read several of your novels, Mr. Temple, and uh, I know you're associated with Scotland Yard. Oh, not officially, Mrs. Gunter. We had a police inspector here uh, called Brickshaft asking questions about a girl called Betty Conrad. Are you concerned with the same investigations, Mr. Temple? Yes, I am, Herr Gunther. That's why I'm here, staying here, in Bavaria. So, this is interesting. But I am afraid I cannot help you. Uh, I've already told the inspector all I know. Neither my wife nor myself can recall seeing the missing girl. Uh, they shot us several photographs of her. Do you know Mrs. Weldon, the owner of the school? Uh, no. Do you know a young man called Dennis Harper? Harper? I cannot recall the name. He'll be English, no doubt, with a name like that. Yes, he is. He's slim... Very tall, very fair hair, rather good-looking. Tall and very fair hair. Do you know, I do remember an Englishman like that, Mrs. Temple. He came here to dinner one night about a week ago with a woman older than himself. Now, could you describe her? Well, she was dark, good-looking, about 42 or 43, and very smartly dressed. I had a feeling I'd seen her before somewhere, but I couldn't remember where. Could it have been in a dress shop in Garmish? In Garmish? Oh, yes, of course, that's it. I went there about a month ago. She didn't attend to me, but I remember seeing her in the shop. Madame Klein, Paul. Madame Klein. You've heard the name before, Herr Gunther? Uh, Klein. Oh, it's not an uncommon name around here, you know, Mr. Temple. Why are you interested in these people? Are they friends of Betty Conrad's? Well, Harper knew Betty Conrad. Just how well he knew her, it's difficult to say. Uh, Mrs. Gunther, tell me, does Countess Decker ever come here? Why, yes. Oh, she's a regular visitor. 
She dines or lunches here at least once a week, usually with Mr. Franz, the, the writer. Oh, I see. Well, thank you, Herr Gunther. Oh, it's a pleasure. Oh, by the way, my wife and I have been admiring your cocktail sticks. Oh, yes, they are rather unusual, aren't they? They arouse a great deal of interest. It is what the Americans call a gimmick. <laughs> gimmick, Fritz. <laughs> <A> gimmick. <laughs> Excuse me, hmm? your table is not ready, sir. Oh, thank you. Well, you've been most helpful, Herr Gunther. We'll probably see you again before we go. Come on, darling. What did you make of the Gunters? Mm, a rather charming couple, I thought. I wonder why that girl telephoned. Presumably because she wanted that message delivered about Innsbruck. Fritz Gunther said she had an American accent. I suppose it could have been June Jackson. Yes, I thought of that. She's certainly the only girl we know around here with an American accent. But why didn't she phone our hotel at Garmisch? I don't know. Well, we can easily find out. We can call at the school on our way back to the hotel. It's only five or six miles off our route. Oh, but it's nearly ten o'clock. Well, I doubt whether Mrs. Weldon's young ladies go to bed much before ten. Paul, if it was June Jackson who telephoned the hotel and left that message... Yes? Do you think it means that she's hand in glove with Gerda or Madame Klein? That's one of the things we've got to find out, Steve. Just one of the things. Good evening. Could we see Mrs. Weldon, please? What name shall I say, sir? Mr. and Mrs. Temple. Uh, well, uh, Mrs. Weldon is entertaining some guests, sir. Would you wait a few moments? Yes, certainly. Well, uh, perhaps you'd better come inside, sir, and wait in the hall. Oh, thank you. I think it would be a little less drafty. No, Paul, this really is an imposition. Nonsense. She knows we're investigating the case. Anyhow, the last time I saw her, she asked me to call around whenever I felt like it. Oh. What is it? I... I thought I saw someone on the landing. Hmm? Well, the light isn't very good. You probably imagined it. Oh, good evening. Ah. How nice to see you both again. Ah, I'm sorry to trouble you at such a late hour, Mrs. Weldon. No, not at all. Uh, you met Countess Decker and Mr. France, of course. Oh, good evening, good Countess. Evening. I don't think you know my wife. Oh, I beg oh, you. Delighted to meet you, Mrs. Good Temple. Good evening, Mrs. Temple. I do hope you have some news for us. I'm sorry, Mrs. Weldon. Oh. Oh, dear. When I saw you, I felt sure you had. You don't appear to be making much progress, Mr. Temple. I understand her father, Dr. Conrad, has been to see Mrs. Weldon. And you too, Mr. Franz. Oh, yes. Yes, a charming man, quite brilliant. Did I tell you I was once a patient of his, Temple? Elliot, please. Yes, you did, Franz. Was Dr. Conrad very upset, Mrs. Weldon? Well, naturally. A father is upset if his daughter disappears. But he was very sensible about it. He seemed quite confident that either you or the police would find her in the next few days. If you ask me, I think the man's a perfect monster. Now, Elsa, don't be stupid. Dashing back to London like that without knowing if his child is dead or alive. Elsa, my dear, you're letting your emotions run away with you. In any case, the poor man hasn't gone if yet. If she were my daughter, I should be mad with anxiety. Elsa, this isn't getting us anywhere. I'm sure Mr. and Mrs. Temple called here with something definite in mind. Well, yes, I wanted to take a look at Betty Conrad's room. Oh, well, it's rather late, and June should be in bed by now. Yes, I'm sorry, but... I thought you'd seen the room. No, I went up there alone last time we called, if you remember. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, of course. But why do you want to see the room tonight? I rather expect to find something, Mrs. Weldon. 
I've just tidied up these magazines. Let me help you, June. No, it's all right, Mrs. Temple. I'm sorry you can't sleep, June. There's nothing on your mind, nothing worrying you, I hope. Why, no, no. Then you can answer a question I want to ask you with a clear conscience. Yes, of course. What is it? Why did you telephone the Hotel Roima? I don't understand. June, I want the truth. Didn't you telephone the Hotel Roy and leave a message for me asking me to go to an address in Innsbruck? Brigenstar 27? No. No, I didn't. Of course I didn't, Mr. Temple. You're quite sure? Yes, I'm quite sure. Now, would you mind leaving me alone? I don't feel very well this evening. Oh, come along. I think you'd better see June some other time. No, wait a minute, Steve. June, I wish you'd tell me what's worrying you. There's nothing worrying me. I just don't feel very well, that's all. You were very fond of Betty, weren't you? Yes, of course I was. And you'd like us to find her? Well, naturally, I'd like you to find her. Then it's a pity you don't try to help us. <laughs> all right, Steve. Mr. Temple. Yes? Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter. What are you looking at, Mr. Temple? You look very tired, June. I should go to bed. Come on, Steve. Good night, June. Good night. have any trouble with June? No. Though she's rather highly strung, isn't she? Yes. Yes, I'm afraid she is. And, of course, she's been worse since Betty disappeared. They were very good friends, you know. Yes. You weren't upstairs very long, Mr. Temple. You obviously found what you were looking for. Or perhaps it was just an excuse to have a private conversation with a girl. No, Countess, I really was looking for something. And I found it. Elsa, you must let Mr. Temple go to work in his own way. Don't be silly, Elliot. I'm just curious. I'm sure Mr. Temple understands. Yes, of course. Would you like to see what I was looking for? Yes, I would. Well, here it is. A cocktail stick? Hmm. It's rather unusual, isn't it? The head of an Alsatian dog. didn't see you pick up that cocktail stick in June's room. Didn't you, Steve? I hope you're not trying to tell me the old story about the quickness of the hand deceiving the eye. I wouldn't dream of it. Well, then where did you get that cocktail stick? From my drink at the Hotel Roima. Well... Any objection? Why on earth did you tell Mrs. Weldon and the others that you found it in the room? I wanted to conceal the real reason for my visit. That was to question June Jackson. Well, you didn't get very far, did you? June didn't tell you anything. On the contrary, she told me quite a lot. Well, she hardly said anything. It wasn't what she said, Steve. It was the way she looked. Can I have my key, please? Uh, certainly, Mr. Temple. Thank you. Oh, uh, Mr. Temple, there's a gentleman waiting to see you. He's been here some time. Oh? Yes, sir. Uh, Dr. Conrad. He's in the residence lounge. Over there. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, will you go up, Steve? Dr. Conrad wants a word with me. Did you get the key? Yes, here you are. I won't be long. Ah, Mr. Temple. Dr. Conrad, I apologize. 
I'm sorry you've had such a long wait. Oh, that's all right. I ought to have telephoned you first, but I'm flying back to London tomorrow night, and I thought I'd like a word with you before I left. Yes, of course. But I'm sorry I have no news for you at the moment. Oh. I hardly expected you would have. I'm sorry I have to leave Garmish, but I have several patients in London I must see. If there should be any development, I'd be glad if you would telephone me immediately. Yes, of course. Uh, here's my card. I've written down my private number as well as the one in Harley Street. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Well, there's just one other thing. Yes? I want you to forget what I told you about Elliot France. Oh? I had a long talk to him this afternoon, and I'm quite convinced he's normal and perfectly fit. His cure was obviously of a permanent nature. What does that mean exactly, Dr. Conrad? Well, it means, in my opinion, he's not involved in this affair in any way. And that's your professional opinion? Yes. That's my professional opinion. Thank you, Doctor. I'll bear it in mind. Yes, who is that? Break and start 3-7. Not 2-7, Mr. Temple. Uh, hello? Hello? Who was it? Um, nothing, darling. I expect the operator's a bit sleepy. The operator isn't the only one. It's after three o'clock. Yes, I know. I'm sorry, I grabbed the phone as soon as I could. Were you awake? Yes. So was I. What an extraordinary time for anyone to ring up. Oh, I know. I can't get Elliot France out of my mind. You don't think he's got some kind of hold over Dr. Conrad, do you? Oh, what do you mean, some kind of hold? Do you think he's blackmailing him? After all, Conrad seems to have changed his mind about France. At one time he appeared to suspect him, and now apparently he doesn't. Oh, go to sleep, darling. But I, want to I said, know. go to sleep, darling. Come in. Good morning, madame. Your tea. Oh, good morning. Mm. Would you draw the curtains, please? Certainly. It's a lovely morning, Mrs. Temple. Oh, yes, isn't it? Pat Temple will not be wanting tea. I don't know. I should imagine he would. Paul? Paul, are you in the bathroom? Paul? My husband doesn't seem to be here. It's such a lovely morning, madame. Perhaps he's gone for a walk. Yes. Is there anything you require? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. No, thank you. Thank you, madam. Hello. Is that you, Steve? Yes. Oh, Paul. What's happened? Where are you? I got up early and drove over to Innsbruck. Are you in Innsbruck now? Yes. I've just been taking a look at that address. Brigenstadt 37. It's a barber's shop near the railway station. A barber's shop? Yes. Now, listen, Steve. This is what I want you to do. 
There's a train leaving Garmisch for Innsbruck at 9.24. Be on that train, darling, and I'll meet you at the station. Right. And don't forget your passport, Steve. Of course. Innsbruck's in Austria. I should have forgotten it. All right, Paul. See you later. Oh, Paul, wait a minute. Yes? Where's Charlie fishing? Uh, what did you say? I said, where's Charlie fishing? Charlie? Yes. I do not know what you mean, dear. Don't you, Mr. Temple? Who? Who's Charlie? Good morning, Mr. Temple. Good morning. There are two letters for you. Thank you. Have you seen my husband this morning? Uh, no, Mrs. Temple, but I have been busy sorting the mail, so I may have missed him, of course. Yes. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Temple. Oh, good morning, Herr Brexer. I am so sorry to trouble you at this hour of the morning, but I wanted to see your husband. I'd rather like to see him myself at the moment. Mm, Mr. Temple is not here? I'm afraid he isn't. He must have gone out early for some reason or other. You've no idea where he's gone? No, I'm afraid not. He... Oh, here he is. Hello, darling. Hello. How are you? Good morning, Brexhoff. Uh, good morning. You went off without saying a word. I wondered where on earth you'd got to. No, I've only been to see about another car, Steve. You don't know what a scare you gave <laughs> me. I called to see you because I happened to hear of your visit to the school last night. Well, now, how did you get to hear about that? I was speaking on the telephone to Mrs. Weldon, uh, checking one or two small routine matters. Uh, she mentioned that. I see. She said you had found another cocktail stick from the Hotel Roima in Betty Conrad's room. Well, that wasn't strictly true, Inspector. No? I simply wanted an excuse to visit the girl's room. But I didn't find out anything. It was rather a wild goose chase, I'm afraid. I see. Well, thank you, Mr. Temple. I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Oh, just a minute, Brickshaft. Will you do something for me? Of course, if it's not too difficult. Intensify the search for Betty Conrad. Put every man you can spare on the job. Why? Why, why do you say that? Has something happened? No, but... You must have a reason for saying a thing like that. I have a reason, Brekshaft. Well, then? You have a methodical mind, my friend. I don't really think my reason would impress And then I said, where's Charlie fishing? And he said, I don't know what you mean, dear. Well, of course, as soon as he said that, instead of in the Thames, I realised that it wasn't you. Oh, thank heavens you remember that old trick, Steve. Quite honestly, if I hadn't, I'd have thought it was you, Paul. You say this man said that Brigenstadt 37 was a barber shop? Yes, near the railway station. I wonder if he was telling the truth. I don't know. Paul, you're worried about this case, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm worried about it because I have an awful feeling I know what's going to happen. How do you mean, Paul? I think the police are going to find Betty Conrad. You do? But when? Tomorrow. Why tomorrow? It's Friday the 18th. I think they'll find Betty Conrad tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. She'll be wearing a blue coat. And she'll be dead. That was the third episode of the Francis Durbridge serial, Paul Temple and the Conrad Case. The part of Paul Temple is played by Peter Cook, Steve by Marjorie Westbury, and other parts by members of the BBC drama Repertory Company. Production by 
Martin C. Webster.